Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Woo! Isn't this fun? What's this ride called? It's the stock market this year. Here comes another drop. Uh, I don't like this. It's scaring my portfolio. Do you have a better idea? Yeah. Have you heard of Masterworks? No. It's the app that lets you invest in an alternative asset that more than doubled the S&P 500 from 1995 to 2021. All you need is a phone. Just go to masterworks.io and use promo code FUN. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash DC. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary Show with Christopher Vane. Enjoy topics such as the vegan lifestyle, sanctuary media highlights, and spotlighting new rescues. Happy Friday, friends. Uh, Today is November 6th. Uh, welcome to the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary show. I'm your host, Chris Vane. Bit of a different background today. I think my voice is echoing a little. Um, had some internet problems this morning, so I'm uh, borrowing a friend's house and their internet. <laughs> it's actually nice to have real internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, today's guest uh, is, is a good friend of mine, Shannon Blair, and we're going to bring her on in a minute. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, Facebook, log in, say hello, hit that subscribe button. Um, we'll be happy to answer questions. Let me turn my comments on so I can say, Hey, Kim, how are you, sweetie? All right. Um, all right. You know, I'm, I'm a little, uh, 
been rushing around this morning. Let's let's bring Shannon in, Tiffany. I don't have my videos of the day or anything. We're just going to go right into the interview. Hey, Shannon, how are you today? I am wonderful, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Tell everybody what you're doing right now. So we just pulled over. We are on our way right now to the largest slaughterhouse in the world. It's a Smithfield uh, location, which is in Tar Heel, North Carolina. But Smithfields are all over the country and all over the world. This is just one of their facilities. It does happen to be the largest. They have two full kill lines, two full gas chambers. And this one facility is responsible for murdering about 36,000 sent pigs every day crazy stuff crazy stuff for those who are listening i know wilma's here hi wilma hi Alyssa. how's it going guys um shannon is the east coast campaign manager for million dollar vegan she's the director of parenting and activism for a plant-based diet.org uh, she's also a certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator and the co-creator of the animal activism mentorship program uh, she quit her job in 2017 to advocate, educate, and activate full-time. <clears throat> Shannon and Evan travel all over the country doing outreach and actions for the animals like she's doing today. She's also vegan Evan's mom. <laughs> so, um, And she's a reporter for Jane Unchained. If you guys, uh, um, if you, <laughs> you guys uh, look at our, one of our last videos, uh, she was live at the sanctuary last weekend. Um, we, had a, we had a nice time. So, Shannon, tell me about your journey to veganism. You have an interesting story. So, yeah, I was going to say, being vegan Evan's mom, that might be my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, you know, <laughs> I, um, when I was nine years old, my cousin showed me a video of what was happening to certain animals in order for them to end up on our plates. And at the time, I considered myself to be a huge animal lover. I think most of us do. And so for me to see this video that she showed me on Thanksgiving night in 1996, uh, that was it. I never ate another animal again. And I went on to speak out for the innocent animals every single day of my life um, since then. However, I was willingly participating in some really horrendous stuff for quite a while because I'd gone vegetarian back in 1996 and not vegan. I didn't really know what veganism was. I didn't understand it for a really long time. And so I put more cheese in and on everything than probably the average American would. And um, I just thought vegans were some crazy people who who didn't like cheese for some reason. And then it was about five years ago, just over five years now, that a coworker of mine who didn't like me very much decided to uh, take some jabs at me. And she let me know that I was a hypocrite for being vegetarian for animals. She said that I was supporting rape and kidnapping. And I really had no idea what she was talking about. I was pretty uh, offended by the things she had said to me. So I went home and I looked it up and uh, I found out she was right. And that same night I watched Cowspiracy on Netflix, which um, just reaffirmed a lot of things that I already knew and maybe I learned a few more. 
and that was it. I um, I went vegan the very next day, and I told Evan that I was going to give it a try. He said he wanted to do it too. I tried to talk him out of it. He didn't let me. I'm uh, really grateful for that because I don't know what would have happened, but we've been vegan ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny you talk about um, – if those of you who don't know Vegan Evan, um, he is – how old is Evan now? He just turned 10 in August. Man, oh, my goodness. T- uh, Vegan Evan, uh, um, probably the, one of the younger activists in the world. Um, great kid, very smart. Uh, uh He's a, an excellent rapper, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a fun kid. If, you, if you're on Instagram, Facebook, check out the Vegan Evan site. And uh, this past January, um, Vegan Evan asked Trump to go vegan, correct? The part of the million-dollar vegan thing? Yes. The year before, he got to help um, out with the campaign asking Pope Francis to try vegan for Lent. And then in December, he got to take an even bigger role and, and yeah, get to offer a million dollar donation to the veterans, had President Trump given veganism a try for just the month of January, but he didn't answer, but that's okay. We got to reach a lot of people and um, got amazing news coverage and raised over $125,000 for two farmed animal sanctuaries. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. Uh, I remember seeing the posters, and I remember there was a blurb on the news. <laughs> um, uh, Trump's reaction, uh, his usual sarcasm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned your hold on vegetarianism, we'll call it. Um, I, I think I was vegetarian two years before I decided to switch over. And, you know, Everybody talks about cheese, right? Cheese, it's so hard to give up cheese. And um, <clears throat> I, I guess what people don't understand is I think the dairy industry is probably one of the most cruelest of the animal ag uh, industries, given how long the cows are used, um, what they go through, and then they're just tossed away like garbage at the end. Do you want to talk a little bit about a dairy farm and, you know, kind of educate people on what happens? You know, the dairy industry really, in my opinion, does have to be the worst. I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine anything worse than, than having, you know, well, if we just pretended that this was happening to our species for a second. So maybe um, those of us who don't have quite as much empathy could maybe understand it a little better, but it would essentially be like another species that had a couple more capabilities and abilities than we had holding all the females of our species captive against our will on what are essentially concentration camps. I mean, the U.S. dairy herd consists of over 9 million of these female cows at any given time, and they're constantly being forcibly impregnated. This sexual abuse starts when they're just over a year old, And it would be bad enough if it was happening at the hands of their own species, but it's us doing it to them. So, again, this would be like another species impregnating the females of our species. And then us carrying our babies for nine months, because cows have the same gestation period as we do. And then uh, when these precious babies are born, 
we are violently ripping their children away from them. So it would be like this other species violently ripping our babies away from us. And if the babies are girls, they're going to be used and abused just like their mothers. They're going to be turned into milking machines. And if the babies are boys, there's basically no use for them. So there's been this fancy title created, uh, veal, another euphemism. And so if there's a market for veal, then these boys will be raised for a few months until they have their throat slit. If there's no market for veal or if it's just too expensive to transport the baby boys to make them worth it, then uh, they'll just shoot them in the head. Or, you know, they don't even want to waste money on a bullet a lot of the time. They'll dump them in a pit or walk them across the street and just throw them into the woods, knowing that without their mom, they're obviously going to starve to death or be eaten alive, whichever comes first. So it's really a dirty, disgusting, despicable. I like to think of a bunch of words that start with D to put in front of the dairy industry. It's a disgusting industry. And, um, I'm really sad that I didn't understand it for so long. Even though it is predominantly females that are being exploited in this industry, um, men should be really upset too. Not only are the baby boys useless, but the males that are kept are really um, kept in horrific conditions. They're kept in the dark for most of their lives. And they're forced ejaculated over and over again, usually anally electrocuted in order to obtain their semen and then impregnate all these females. And... Um, I just, cow's milk is for baby cows. Any breast milk is meant for that species' babies. I wouldn't drink my best friend's breast milk if, you know, she was pregnant and had her baby tomorrow. I've known her since I was eight eight years old. She's clean. Um, And then we're okay with drinking these female animals' breast milk who are literally, I mean, I've been to more dairy farms now that I can count. They're literally living in their own feces, their own sorry, their own piss and shit. That's what they're living in. And they're, when their babies are taken from them, it's not like, Oh, bye. It's no, they cry out. They act just like we would. Um, except, you know, they don't have the same hands and everything that we do, but they chase after their babies and until they're eventually used to it. Nobody should have to be used to having their babies taken from them. And then once this happens to them four or five times that they've been impregnated, had their babies taken, we steal their breast milk. And then we're done with them when their milk production slows down or their bodies give out. We, we take all they have left, their lives. And it's just disgusting. We should be so ashamed. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting that we are the only species that drinks another species' milk. Um, I, I think the latest scientific, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so much evidence now that milk actually leaches calcium from your bones. Um, it's processed so much. It's, uh, um, it's, it's actually, it does, it doesn't do a body good. It does not do a body good. This is, this is a, you know, a hormone filled fluid that's meant to grow, grow these baby cows into, um, the, the dairy cows that I know, especially the boys, they get up to 2000, 2,500 pounds. These yeah. are huge animals. Um, I'm so sad that, like, my parents didn't know any better. I had all these ear infections and all these problems growing up from eating dairy, patellar tendinitis and all this crap I didn't have to deal with. And, um, yeah, it's terrible for us, and it's terrible for the environment. And, obviously, um, you know, there's just it, – it's just we've been duped. We've been, we've been tricked. Like you said, it does not do a body good. 
It, it does not protect at all against fractures and breaks. If anything, no. it might be attributed to causing more of these problems because um, it just takes crap out of our bones that's supposed to be there. It's crazy. I can't believe we grew up having to see all these uh, milk mustache commercials with our favorite celebrities that we're supposed to look up to. And we can't be mad at them because they were tricked too. Yep. But how embarrassing. Can you imagine? Look like... People are starting to wake up five years from now. Nobody's going to be drinking cow's breast milk. And these celebrities are going to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I was telling people I had this mustache of a cow's breast milk across my face. And there's evidence of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we've all been lied to. It's, uh, uh, it's an ongoing um, still the, the, it's an ongoing uh, issue. Uh, the dairy industry is def- definitely collapsing. Um, <clears throat> you know, you talk about going to a dairy farm, and uh, I don't think people, you know, unless they've watched one of these documentaries, don't realize how many animals are on one dairy farm and <clears throat> how many veal crates. Um, I mean, there's thousands upon, it's just like row after row after row after row. You know, I've seen the flyover shots, the drone footage, and uh, it, it's truly mind-blowing, uh, the extent of these prisoners that are, like you said, it's, it's similar to a concentration camp. Yeah, sometimes I watch, I, I don't often watch my videos later on, but sometimes I will go through the dairy ones, and I'm just, like you're saying about these hutches, they just go on and on and on, and I'm looking at my own video, and it doesn't do any justice to what I've seen in person, but even yeah. in the video, like, how is this even possible? And I've never been to a facility um, with the with the just the baby boys all by themselves that, that they've been transferred for veal. But on the normal dairy farms, those rows and rows with the thousands of hutches, those are all the baby girls usually. And the reason that they've been taken is because they don't want them to drink mom's breast milk. And they, if they're in contact with the other babies, they'll suckle on each other and that'll cause problems. So they put them in these individual hutches and then they just feed them a, che- a cheap formula, a cheap milk replacer, until they deem them fit to uh, old enough to impregnate. And it's just so crazy. The way that we uphold motherhood, and it's supposed to be such a special, uh, you know, amazing thing. And then we just, we just mock it every single day. We, we just, it's, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, um, you, you, you know, you described it perfectly. Tell everybody again where you are today and um, what's on your what's on your agenda for today. So I'm not sure if I'm in South or North Carolina right now. Might be in might be in North now, but we are one hour out. Sorry, there's a lot of semi trucks around here. We just pulled. I can hear you perfectly. We're one hour out from the largest slaughterhouse in the world. Uh, I didn't mention all the details earlier, but this is a Smithfield. Um, Smithfield is a Chinese-owned $15 billion a year revenueing company that's been treating our country and the state of North Carolina in particular uh, worse than a toilet. There's more pigs than there are people in the state of North Carolina. And pigs are, um, I mean, it doesn't matter how smart somebody is. 
But pigs are scientifically like the fourth most intelligent animal on the planet. They're more socially and emotionally complex than our dogs at home. And to just be standing outside of a place where over 35,000 of them are unnecessarily murdered every day is so crazy. And then um, in Tar Heel, North Carolina, in North Carolina in general, the laws state that the police can uh, be paid by a company and also have full deputy powers. And that's what happens every time I'm at Smithfield is the police officers are actually on the payroll of this corporation, but with full arresting powers. And it's a problem and it goes unchecked. And um, hopefully, you know, I don't know, I wrote papers in college over 15 years ago about the damage being done uh, by these pig farms in particular, when these lagoons that are just full of blood and poop and pee, they overflow during the rains and hurricanes and things like that. And it puts us all at risk. It's just, um, it's not right for our own government and our own police to be protecting these corporations, especially when they're owned by other countries. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, What are you going to be doing there today? We're going to be bearing witness. So we stand usually about a mile and a half, two miles down the road. There's an intersection on the corner, which is our best shot to be able to document and give the pigs some water and love. The last time we were there, we were also checking the temperatures in the truck. Although it was in the 90s that day, inside the trucks themselves, the temperatures were reaching 104 degrees. These pigs are being trucked with no food or water, uh, often across many state lines. I'm in contact with drivers of um, pig trucks in particular that go um, all different locations. And these treks are usually at least 12, 16 hours. And that's like, you know, at least most of the time. And what, what we see when we're there is it's very obvious that these animals are in really bad shape. There's no, you don't need to be a veterinarian. They're obviously distressed. They're foaming at the mouth. We see vomiting. We see shaking. We see people who can't get up anymore. And I say people very intentionally because they all have personhood. And um, it's just, we're, we're also going to see a lot of chicken trucks today as well. Um, in the next county over, there's a Sanderson Farms that's responsible for about 250,000 chickens each day being killed and um, so-called processed. So we don't have the best opportunity at this location to document as far as like, well, if you if you compare to um, Farmer John's in California where the police actually help and get the trucks to stop, it's much different here. Um, the sheriff is, yeah, like I said, on the payroll of the corporation and uh, red lights being blown by these semi-trucks is a very common thing. So we'll do our best, but um, we have no ill will towards any of the truck drivers or the slaughterhouse workers or even the management or the owners themselves. We just we just want to educate people and show everyone what's happening so that people can make better choices because this is a consumer issue. Yes. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely a consumer issue. Um, the food in, the food industry makes us sick, and the pharmaceutical industry keeps us sick. Right, that's what they say. Um, what What do you do personally to um, protect your mental health? You know, how do you prepare yourself? What resources um, are helpful to you? I'm not, this isn't going to be my best answer. I probably shouldn't um, even answer, but yeah, I'm not very good at this, to be honest. We're running out of time. Um, My kid's 10. I want to see him be able to be as old as my dad is right now, and that's not looking good at the moment. So as far as I'm concerned, I've got about less than five years to go as hard as I can. And um, my friends, my my vegan activist friends and coming to see the animals who, the few lucky ones who have been rescued from these horrific situations. We got to visit you guys recently and that was really special. Um, we got to, before coming to see you, we got to take care of another chance ranch for almost two weeks and it was hard work but let me tell you that is like that's my mental health check right there because if I didn't if I didn't do that a couple times a year um yeah you probably wouldn't see me be able to keep going I also have some bad habits I uh I disconnect like and I don't really process. So like, like I said earlier, I don't usually watch my videos again. There's a reason for that. If I don't go live, you're probably not going to see it get put out later, unfortunately, because it's too painful. And um, when I'm there, I usually look at the camera rather than the animals. And part of the reason is I'm trying to make sure I'm getting the right footage. But the other reason is I don't have to look them in the face and not be able to help them. It sucks. We have to go into this situation. This is not like, oh, maybe we might get to rescue somebody today. That's not the case. These these trucks have hundreds of animals on them and thousands if we're talking about the chicken trucks. And even if a driver wanted to be nice and surrender somebody and was going to risk themselves getting in trouble and all you can't get one of these pig trucks open out in the middle of the road and get one individual off and think you're going to get them nicely into that's not how it works. So we're going into the situation knowing that we are going to see uh, essentially the Holocaust happening right in front of our faces today. Um, these trucks are being driven into a murdering facility where there are literal gas chambers that are going to burn these individuals alive from the inside out with carbon dioxide. They're going to scream so violently that we're going to be able to hear them from public property when we're closer to the slaughterhouse. They are, you know, very visibly distressed and we're going to be able to do nothing about it. So it's really it's not fun to deal with. I don't want to go to these places. I will keep going until this is over. Um, I will keep showing all the people that I grew up with and that I know because they're good people and I need them to stop making these bad choices. And I don't know how else to do it other than to keep showing them the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah. You know, we have 80 pigs at little bear and, uh, especially you've met our farm pigs. They're, they're truly, they are people. They, their personalities are amazing. Their intelligence is staggering. 
Um, when you think about, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, they're as smart as a four-year-old. But if you really think about how intelligent a four-year-old is, it's almost mind-blowing. I mean, they, they understand English fully or whatever language they're taught. Um, they, they, they have best friends. They sleep together at night. They play games. They, they do everything that a four-year-old child would do. They just look a little different. Um, I wish everybody could visit a sanctuary who continues to eat pigs. And, you know, my hope is always that that would help them make that decision. Um, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's, a little, uh, it's a little frustrating. I mean, you brought people to us, and, and, I, and I, I, it's, it's all about making that connection. Yeah, we've had uh, – well – Allie went vegan pretty much immediately after visiting with you guys. Um, Her her other half is like, I don't know, hopefully like 80% there now. A lot better than he was, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's like once you meet them, how can you eat them? I don't really understand that. But I think, um, gosh, I've been to over 30 sanctuaries now. And that's the problem is most of the time I'm there, the only other people that are there are people who are already vegan. So I think we need to do some kind of a challenge. I know it's tough right now with the pandemic, but when when we can all get back open, we need to do like bring your pre-vegan friends to the sanctuary or don't come at all or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I. but we should definitely work on that together. I'm sure we can get a big group together. Yeah. But you're right. They are so smart. I think they're smart. The pigs are smarter than most adults I know, if I'm going to be honest <laughs> about it. But I've seen three-day-old baby pigs that are running around playing with each other. They already have personalities. You can tell yeah. You can tell who the troublemaker is. You can tell who wants to just be left the heck alone. You can, like, it's unbelievable. They're so much more advanced. How long does it take for us to be able to hold our heads up? Like, it's uh they're amazing animals they truly are amazing animals uh what's the hardest part about being vegan the heart well it's it's not in the words of vegan evan it's not tough a bit but um the hardest thing is knowing the truth and seeing everybody else um i feel you in the twilight zone I felt like I was in the twilight zone as a vegetarian. Now I just have more information to be that much more like, is this really real? And it's just mind boggling. And every day that's the hardest thing I think is just, um, I don't know. It's like, I feel like every day I feel like I'm crazy. I walk around amongst all these people who say they're animal lovers, who say they care about the environment. They say they care about their own health, even if they, don't care about their own health they at least care about their family members health and yet they're doing all the things that are exact opposite and it's like we have all these people who everywhere I go I'm dealing with police officers and it's funny to me because they're like in charge of deciding if the things that I do are are right or wrong but yet three times a day the vast majority of them are sitting down to dine on the flesh of the most innocent and vulnerable beings on the planet that had to go through the most horrendous violence to end up on their plates. And we have judges putting people in jail for for decades and life sentences while they're 
taking the lives of others, paying the hitman every day. It's a messed up world. And if we could all just respect the lives of the cows and the pigs and the chickens and the fish, I think it'd be a, a much nicer world for everybody. And I wouldn't have to feel like I'm crazy every day. Yeah, I think it's very telling when the government considers an animal activist a terrorist and they're prosecuted that way and they're put in jail that way and the legal fees are off the charts um the it's 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 insane i don't i'm not sure if a lot of people watching realize that uh an, an activist who um tries to take an animal or tries to help an animal could literally be prosecuted as a terrorist. Yeah, it's insane. Literally, a bunch of people asking everyone to be kind, to try to make the world a better place and not hurt. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Others, if you don't have to, being yeah. labeled terrorists, it's, it's crazy. But if you were to rescue a dog or a cat or an animal that most of society cares about, then you're a hero. And it's just so unfair. So I'm grateful for my friends who are willing to practice civil disobedience and um, continuously try to, to get, you know, this all in front of a jury, which doesn't seem to be able to happen. No matter how many animals are rescued and um, the people expose themselves for doing so, they keep, uh, they keep dropping these cases before they get to a jury because they know that 12 people are not going to convict somebody for helping an innocent animal. And they're scared. They don't, want, they don't want that case to be won. That's exactly what it is. Sherry Zimmerman says, thanks, Shannon. You have helped me to make the change. I appreciate all you do for the animals. Um, uh, my producer says, thank you, Shannon, for all the work you do. Uh, it isn't easy and your work is appreciated. Uh, heavy stuff today, Shannon, heavy stuff. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about something a little bit more light. Um, you're a certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator. What's that about? Yeah. So, um, I would recommend to everybody who's already vegan and who wants to, um, do something in this realm because it's amazing as we know uh to check out the main street vegan academy which typically is only offered in person it's um i had to go to new york city and it was amazing it was it was tough stuff though i mean it was all day every day we did like 50 something credit hours and had instructors come from all over that flew in. And now it's actually being offered online only because of the pandemic. So this is like a huge oh, opportunity because before you couldn't do it unless you could get yourself to New York City and then get lodging, which I luckily got help from some friends and, and I was able to, to get around that without having to come out of pocket too much. But yeah, but yeah um, it's, it's really awesome. Technically, you know, 
after getting my um, certification, most people would try to do something, start a business. I just really am excited to have that now so that I can let people know and maybe they'll, they'll take it more seriously, but it's just a tool for me again, to just help educate people and, and try to achieve animal liberation that much more quickly. But Victoria Moran, who runs the Academy, she's been vegan for many decades and she's an author and just an incredible person. She's one of the producers of a prayer for compassion and, and that's her Academy. Okay. Wow. Um, Sherry says, uh, "What? How can she? She wants information on the academy. What's the website for that? Do you know it offhand?" It should be Main Street Vegan and Main, Main Street, Street Vegan. Yeah. dot com or dot net. Let me see. Um, Elizabeth. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you today, Elizabeth? Uh, how long ago did veganism begin? Jesus, I don't even know how to answer that question. So it is, um, it is MainStreetVegan.net, just for the okay. record. Um, I mean, the term, ve- the term veganism was coined by uh, Donald Watson, what, in like, was it 1940-something? 40s, yeah, 40s. But, but, I mean, veganism, really all it means, it's not a diet. So we could not try to look through history and, and see who's eaten a certain way for a long time, but that's not what it is anyway, so that wouldn't really help. Um, veganism is just doing your best to cause the least amount of harm possible. So I would say that anybody throughout any point in history, if they had that in their heart, that they just wanted to live a a good life without causing harm, I would say they were vegan. Um, even today in, in places where people might, um, not have, uh Oh, did I lose connection? No, you're here. Okay. Um, where people might not have the option to, you know, eat a completely plant-based lifestyle right. uh, or start completely plant-based diet. Like, let's say, and this isn't probably anybody who's watching this right now or has access to the things that we do, but um, let's say somebody had to eat some fish once in a while and they fished themselves and that was the only way for them to survive but in their heart they were doing their best to to live a life causing the least amount of harm um i wouldn't take it away from them but the problem is that that most of us we have the option to not consume fish or not consume honey or not wear leather or not go to um places that exploit animals and it's when we do those things anyway even when we we have the option not to that's really a problem so so yeah i would say veganism's really been around forever as long as as long as anybody wanted to be kind yeah yeah um i think you know i went vegan 10 years ago and there weren't a lot of resources. There wasn't a lot of, uh, of food replacements, let's say. <laughs> and uh, today, oh my gosh, I, there's literally a vegan product for every counterpart, um, every non-vegan uh, product. And again, you're right. It's not just about the food. Um, it's about your household items to what, you know, is, is, are we buying stuff that's cruelty free, not tested on animals? Uh, so easy now too. like, there's a, there's literally a cleaning product, a makeup, shampoo, uh, so many uh, cruelty free options. They're really, you know, it's, it's actually pretty easy. 
you know? Yeah, um, actually. And, oh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say the Dollar Tree, not Dollar General, but yep. the Dollar Tree, the real dollar store, they yep. have an overwhelming amount of cruelty-free products right now. Like, it's they insane. Do. Shampoos, conditioners, all kinds of, like, um, eye, eye sprays and face spray, crazy stuff that I don't normally use that, like, I got excited about and picked up for me and my mom. And um, some yeah. of the brands that Dollar Tree is selling that have the bunny on them, cruelty-free, if you look these things up online, they're actually, like, $13. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, you can also get lots of vegan foods at Dollar Tree. There's like yeah. uh, also an insane amount of accidentally vegan snacks, like sour cream and onion, potato sticks, and all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't think is vegan. And then my smoothies are much less expensive than they used to be, thanks to Dollar Tree. They've got frozen mango, pineapple, strawberries, blueberries, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely more affordable now, too. But there's always rice and beans, I tell everybody. <laughs> right, yum. Um, uh, <clears throat> the animal activism mentorship, what's that about? So the pandemic was really tough for a lot of us, especially those of us who are used to being boots on the ground. Um, it got really scary and really depressing for a while there. So some really cool things were born out of the pandemic, though. And um, one of them was this animal activism mentorship program. So technically, we have a new nonprofit that we don't talk too much about because we're still in the process of 501c3ing it. But it's called the Animal Liberation Action Squad. And then under that, there's a few things. The Done With Dairy campaign was one of them, the Science for Change campaign, and then this mentorship program. And this is definitely the most exciting. So we launched it about, I think, four or five months ago now. And we've got people signed up from over a dozen countries. And it's really cool. We pair um, new activists up with a mentor and so, because there's already different programs that help people to become vegan. There's different challenge22.com and there's free starter kits available everywhere. But we, we really wanted to get people active. That's our goal. We know tons of vegans that are not active yet. Uh, from what I've heard, the numbers say only about one out of every hundred vegans is an activist. So we started doing some research we started asking in the different vegan groups, like, what's holding you back? What What's keeping you from getting active? And we found some really interesting responses. Um, a lot of people are just very concerned about what other people might think of them. They don't want to step on other people's toes or tell people what to do. And after looking everything over, everything all together and knowing what I know and doing this for over 20 years and literally doing activism since the 90s, maybe not properly because I didn't have all the proper information, but putting that all together, what I realize is people are just lacking information. The people who are not vegan yet are lacking information and the people who are vegan already, but not yet active, 
they've got a lot more information than the people who aren't vegan yet, but they still don't have enough because if they did, they would understand why it's so important to be speaking up for the animals and they wouldn't be worried about stepping on other people's toes or telling people what to do. They would instead be super concerned with educating the people that they care about, trying to help them to align their actions with the morals and values that they have, trying to get them to eat foods that are healthful for them, not going to give them heart disease, cancer, diabetes, strokes, etc. So it's just a lack of information. And we started this program so that we could go ahead and get people to be a part of what we've got going. A great group of people who share information with each other and help each other to more quickly achieve animal liberation. So we offer workshops and um, those happen usually at least once a week. We have one-on-one mentorship um, with the mentors and the mentees, of course. And then we did an awesome tour for a week. That was our first big event, which was the AAM Week of Action in Georgia and the Carolinas. And that was just about a month or so ago. Oh, very cool. Um, so what happens when you go to this website? If, if, if this is basically for vegans who want to get more involved in activism? Is that, yeah, yeah, and if somebody if somebody wants to help animals but they're not completely vegan yet, that's okay. They can still sign up. We can help them with that as well. Um, but, yeah, if you go to animalactivismmentorship.com or I made another domain that's a little easier to remember, theanimalsneedyou.com, that'll take you straight to the page. There's a link right at the top um, and some buttons that say take action. When you click that, it'll take you straight to a Google Google form. It's pretty easy to fill out. I made it a little bit extensive just so we know what people want to do. I also did it um, so that people would realize how many different forms of activism there actually are, because a lot of time people might be scared to go to a slaughterhouse or to go and do a a protest where people have megaphones and things like that. But you don't have to. You can cook food and you can share it with people and you can post your recipes and you can do live cooking videos. And if you surf, you can reach your fellow surfers. And if you do yoga, you can reach your yoga people. I'm naming things that I don't do that I wish that I could. Um, (laughs) But basically, we all have our own skills and our own everything and if we if we help each other and we work together i really think we can do this um you know i have some really cool friends who do some really good stuff like i don't know actually i gotta look up what happened with wayne running for mayor but wayne shung out in california running for mayor he's a former lawyer and law professor wayne's got like a 40-year plan for animal liberation and like i agree with wayne on pretty much everything but i'm like no we don't have that much time We've got like, and I think, I think we could do it if we all hold each other accountable. That part's important. We don't have to be mean, but we do have to hold each other accountable in the same way that we would if like, I mean, look at the way everybody turned on Michael Vick, but yeah. we, but it's so obvious to us why, because they were pit bulls, yeah. but, but you have a, well, gosh, with that situation, just a really good example that I can use. We had the Pro Bowl happen a few months ago here in Florida, and the NFL honored Michael Vick over 10 years later, and people flew. They literally flew from New Jersey, from New York, from Pennsylvania. They came out in droves to let Michael Vick and the NFL know that they had not forgotten what he did to these pit bulls. 
Meanwhile, 90 plus percent of these people who flew out to speak up for these pit bulls that haven't even been alive for a decade, except the yep. ones that were rescued and rehabilitated, which hopefully some of them still are alive. But I mean, come on, this makes no sense. This is crazy. Every day you're eating animals that are smarter, more socially and emotionally complex that feel the same pain. So if we hold each other accountable and we say, hey, you're an animal lover, act like one. Dog lovers don't eat dogs. Cat lovers don't eat cats. Animal lovers shouldn't be eating animals, no matter what we've been taught to believe. We need to hold each other accountable the same way we do with smoking cigarettes. Stop eating group one carcinogens. If you don't care about animals, but you care about health, then yell at people about the stuff they're putting in their bodies. Like, we can do this. We just have to, we have to go at it from every angle. Otherwise, we're not gonna. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Bacon is a class one carcinogen, right? Yeah, all the processed meats. They're with, they're with tobacco smoking, asbestos exposure, plutonium, certain variants of the human papillomavirus. And you know where else they are? They're in schools getting fed to little kids. It's insane. Every day. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, 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 the disconnect is still there. Um, um, it's changing. Uh-oh. I, had red, I just had a red ant down my pants. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, um, you're still doing the vegan activist house. Is that still up and running? Is what's... Yes. We're working on it. I, I had a rough time. Facebook, um, well, Facebook is not my biggest fan. They, in my opinion, I'm pretty badly shadow banned. And they've, um, they've banned me from fundraising a number of times. Oh, wow. Due to disrupting dairy farms and things like that. Um, but miraculously, I was allowed to fundraise right when I was like debating doing a fundraiser for the activist house. And I put it up and I was like, oh my goodness, it went through. And then about two hours later, there was a glitch and it had been doing really well, but the glitch made it end. And um, I had to restart a new one and it just didn't do well. So I don't want to say that because I'm so grateful for the people who donated. I think the one raised 400. The first one raised like two something in the first couple hours. So we're up to a little over $600, but um, which, which, like I said, I appreciate. But at the same time, I've raised that overnight for like a Burger King giveaway. So I think Facebook is being mean to me, but also I haven't really posted about it much. Um, Pete and Steph are going to be part of the house as well. Um, Red Pill Pete, some of you may know him as. Uh, We're going to be seeing him in about an hour here. He'll be at the um, Smithfield today. So we're going to have a little meeting because I was supposed to call them yesterday and I was was outreaching to pre-vegans all day instead, cooking them food and stuff. So um, the house is definitely happening. The timeline is up in the air. We're hoping for two to three months. That's the hope. If it takes a little longer, it takes a little longer, but ideally two to three months. We are looking at the Tampa Bay area or the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area right now. We're about 95% sure that Florida is definitely going to be the state. We had some, um, Chicago was a possibility for a quick minute, but it's off the table now. It's just, it's too cold. And um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, what we've seen with with these weeks of action, these little mini tours and things like that, that have been um, a week long 
is incredible. So we really want to get a situation where we have about 10 full-time activists all in a house together, constantly producing content. I'm talking like cooking videos every single day, shopping videos whenever we shop together, videos of all the activism we're doing. And depending on the location, we may target some winnable campaigns. If we end up in the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area, there's a good chance we'll go after the horse carriages, um, maybe a gator farm. If we end up in the Tampa Bay, uh, I'm kind of hoping more of like a reality show style where we're going to split up into teams and have challenges. And we've got a lot of big ideas. So there's definitely more coming. You got some like uh, behind the scenes little info there while, while we're thinking out loud. But yes, once I started the fundraiser, that made it a definite. It has to happen. Um, if it doesn't, obviously, I'd have to look up and give everybody their money back. But, but yes, and we have um, we have a group of about six to eight people that are definites right now because of the timeline. Though it's hard to it's hard to nail too many people down for long term. But yeah. if anybody is interested, feel free to reach out. I'm taking applications mentally right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Gloria, hi Gloria. Gloria uh, is is watching from Chile. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, hey, hi Jennifer. How are you, sweetie? Um, so, an activist house. I love what you're doing, by the way. Thanks for the uh, insider information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not cheap, right? It costs a lot of money. No, uh, it's not cheap. Um, no matter what, it's not going to be cheap. But I mean. For what we're looking to do, we want to do something a little bit special this time where it it might even be less cheap, but like the outcome would be good. We need to have like a beautiful, beautiful kitchen. It's like a must because of the filming that we want to do. And like we have several options. We could do a property where we end up with a bunch of shipping containers and tiny houses. I mean, if that needs to be what, what has like how it has to be, then fine. But as far as making it easy for all the activists and like to where we're going to be able to get the most accomplished and be able to have visitors come and be able to get good content and have events at the property and the house, it would be really nice if we were able to raise for something awesome. Um, like I'm hoping like an eight bedroom house, something, something pretty special where it doesn't have to be something we keep long term. If there's a really nice donor who wants to, you know, pay for it and then take it back in two or three years, that works out. We just really want to utilize it and then basically give ourselves for almost free. I mean, the way that it works, like we're willing to do everything way more than 40 hours a week. We're, yeah. we're in it for the right reasons. We'll just need, um, you know, to have some bills and food and things like that. We've already got some vegan businesses that have talked about being willing to cover a utility bill, things like that. And um, so, awesome. yeah, we're going to we're going to get it done, though. Yeah. Do you need behind the scenes people like people who can do production stuff, film stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. So you I need mean, everybody. You need we need everybody. We do have, um, we have some people who are great with video and stuff like that here and there. But, um, yeah, if we could have people sitting at home that aren't able to be there with us, uh, cause mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, everybody has their different skills. So yeah. 
video and editing is not my strong suit. I'm not even good at posting content. I, I, it's like very consuming for me, very difficult. I need to not ignore Evan. So I just kind of stay off of it. Um, but yeah, we will need help with everything. Yeah. Cool. Where, and the, and so the fundraiser is on Facebook. It is. It's kind of hiding, I think. Um, let me see if I... Yeah, it's somewhere on Facebook. Is it on your page? It should be, okay. but I don't know how far down. I can share it quick if I can find it. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it says like Vegan Activist House. I know that yeah. part. Let's see. I think it's... Uh... Yeah, if you guys are just tuning in, um, Shannon Blair is is a good friend of mine. She's truly an incredible activist. Mom to vegan Evan. Um, I, you know, I, I always tell people, Shannon, that I opened a sanctuary because I can't do what you do. Um, and, you know, I got teary-eyed today. I'm, I'm getting emotional now. Um Thank you for what you do. Um, it's uh, I definitely couldn't do it. Um, what you're doing today is is just absolutely incredible. You know, to bring that kind of attention to uh, probably one of the most horrific places on the planet. Um, I, I commend you. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for making everybody aware of the cruelty that goes on with the animals. Um, thank you for, thank you for producing vegan Evan. He's a great little kid. You're an amazing mom. Um, thank you for being on the show today. I uh, really appreciate you being here. Um, looking forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, if you want to donate to Shannon's vegan activist house, uh, it's up on Facebook. Look her up. Did you, did you find it yet? Sweetie, by any chance? Is it I, under like a, did you make a page for it? I don't know what I did, to be honest. Oh, I will get it up towards the top of my we'll Facebook. We'll it on with all your links and everything. Do you um, have a Patreon, though, um, that, well, I, that I'm that i also really bad about pre promoting? I think it's just patreon.com slash Oh, Patreon. Oh, okay. So patreon.com slash vegan. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Chris, thank you so much. Um, you know, like I, I appreciate all those kind words. I'll take credit for the production of Vegan Evan. That one, I will. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll take credit for that one. But the rest, I mean, it's nothing special that I'm doing. I'm just, I know, I know it's hard, but um, people like you shouldn't have to go because, like, you're taking care of these babies, and you should never have to put yourself through seeing that. But everybody else, um, I know it's hard, but please, please go to a slaughterhouse. Please um, go there and just live stream and show your personal friends and family members what's happening. It's so important. Yeah, it's, it's extremely important. Any final words? Please go vegan if you're not already. Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. And if you're already no. vegan and you're not active please get active. Go to the animals. Oh my goodness. Go to the animalsneedyou.com. 
or um, animal activism mentorship to sign up. And uh, yeah, my, my only other words are it's 2020 guys, it's time to stop eating body parts, consuming other species breast milk and ovulations. If you've already stopped, that's amazing. Don't be afraid to tell other people what's happening. Don't be afraid to stand up for what is right. We have the truth on our side. We have love on our side. And um, we need to just get it done. So one of the easiest, happiest forms of activism you could do if you're scared to do the others is to go and visit a sanctuary and bring your friends and family members who are not vegan yet with you and then feed them delicious foods that are plant-based and show them how easy it is and how awesome it is to have a delicious meal and be able to think about exactly where it came from and know that nobody had to suffer or die. Fantastic. Shannon, I'll let you go off to your amazing day and I'll, I'll see you on social media and I'll see you again soon. Yay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. All right. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. What a great show. Um, I know some parts were difficult to hear. Um, I think what Shannon is doing, um, again, is, is uh, it's, uh, it's difficult. It needs to be done. And um, I'm happy we have people like her in the world. Um, <clears throat> I got all emotional today. I, it's, it's a lot of rough stuff. Um, lots of great resources. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot of these links will be posted on today's show. Um, <clears throat> all right, guys, we're coming towards the end of the show. Next week, uh, I have a, a really fun guest. She's a friend of mine. Uh, her name is uh, Christine Norlander, and uh, she's a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to having her on next Friday. <clears throat> if you would like to sponsor an animal at Little Bear Sanctuary, head over to our website at littlebearsanctuary.org. And from there, we've got all the links for so many ways to get involved with us, donate, sponsor an animal. Uh, we have an Amazon wish list. Uh, we, <clears throat> our Amazon Smile uh, link is there. And uh, again, what that does is if you're an Amazon shopper, and who isn't an Amazon shopper? Uh, Amazon will donate a percentage of your shopping total to the sanctuary. And you have to sign up at smile.amazon.com. It's the exact same website as Amazon, but what happens is you'll list Little Bear Sanctuary, and then we get a percentage uh, quarterly, I believe it is, um, of uh, your incredible shopping. <laughs> and the holidays are coming up, so it's a perfect time to, uh, to sign up with Amazon Smile. Um, <clears throat> anybody have any questions? Gosh, thank you guys. We had a lot of, we had a lot of people signed in today. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Um, I, it means a lot to me. Um, my background is different today because I had a little bit of an internet issue. So uh, I want to thank my friend Tina for letting me borrow her house today. Uh, it's, uh, it's much appreciated. Um, <clears throat> uh, thank you, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Wilma, thank you for tuning in. Kim, Gloria, all the way from Chile. 
<laughs> Good to see you, sweetie. Um, anyway, that's it for today. I will see you guys next week at noon. And I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.